0: Bible Treasures Topic 3 Prayer
1: Welcome to the Sound Doctrine Telecast. Praise God for the Holy Bible. There is a very interesting name given to the Holy Bible in the Bible itself. It is the Word of Truth. And as the Word of Truth, it not only teaches us what truth is, but it also exposes to us the errors. We are not aware of our errors until and unless the word of God opens up our eyes. The purpose of this telecast is just that. We have begun our series of studies considering one of the basic disciplines of Christian life. That is prayer. And we started approaching the subject from a negative angle. How not to pray? Number one, do not force
0: God. Number two, do not accuse Satan. Number three, do not forget the Father.
1: Number four, do not seek mediators. Number five, do not harbor hatred in your heart. Number six, do not be selfish. And number seven, do not be earthly minded. Last week we considered do not speak too much. We have 10 lessons, so we will move on to the
0: ninth lesson today. How not to pray. Number nine, do not act artificially, do not act unseemly. This is an area
1: where most of us need a very genuine correction. We should not think that more noise in prayer means more power in prayer. More often than we realize that mere shouting may mean lack of substance. If there is a lot of yelling and screaming, I want to tell you that it is void of real content and substance. You know, sometimes we say praying in the spirit means shouting aloud. We are not only called to worship God in spirit, we are also called to worship God in truth. That means there should be not only spirit, there also should be a rich content. There should also be substance. Without any apology, I want to make a statement. Mere shouting is more pagan than Christian. Now, I want to quote Prophet Elijah here. Please turn your Bibles to 1 Kings 18th chapter. And we'll read from verse 25 on to verse 29. Very aware of what happened on Mount Carmel. This was a confrontation between God's holy prophet and the prophets of Baal. Elijah threw an open challenge on the prophets of Baal. And he said, God who answers by fire, he would be the real God. And these people, they started leaping and yelling and shouting and all sorts of things. And you know, Elijah started mocking at them in the verse 27. So it was at noon that Elijah mocked them and said, cry alone, for he is a God. Either he is meditating or he is busy. Or he's on a journey, or perhaps he's deep asleep, and he must be awakened. And in verse 28, very interestingly, So the people cried aloud, as was their custom. So you understand this, the shouting and yelling and all these uh, artificial things, these are all pagan, heathenic, they are not Christian. Do you remember what we considered last week about what Jesus said? He said avoid vain repetitions because it is the pagan
0: or the heathenic custom. Now I want to just make a correction here or a check here. There are times
1: in prayer that our emotions are deeply stirred up. Now take for example the Lord Jesus Christ in the Garden of
0: Gethsemane. Turn with us to Luke's Gospel, 22nd chapter. There we read in verse 44,
1: Being in agony, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat became like great drops of blood falling down to the ground.
0: There was agony. There was earnestness. There was sweating of blood.
1: Now this was commented by the author of Hebrews when you come to the epistle of
0: Hebrews. Turn with us to the book of Hebrews 5th chapter. Read to you the 7th verse. Jesus in the
1: days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplications with vehement cries and tears to him, who was able to save him from death, and he was hurt
0: because of his godly fear are you able to see there was nothing artificial here? You cannot
1: artificially create the situation by which you will sweat blood drops, isn't it? The sins of the whole world came upon the person of the Lord Jesus Christ and he became sin for us in that hour of agony and anguish and it was a power of darkness at that time. Jesus Christ, I have never seen anybody sweating blood. So there was nothing artificial about it. Beloved, in the same way, we should not think quiet praying is powerlessness or spiritlessness. Turn to me to a very classic example in 1 Samuel, 1st chapter. There we meet a woman who was in great bitterness and anguish of soul.
0: Her name was Hannah. Now we will read from verse 10 of 1 Samuel, 1st chapter. He was in bitterness
1: of soul and prayed to the Lord and wept in anguish. There is something very interesting that is recorded for us in the Holy Bible. In verse 12 we read, it happened, as she continued praying before the Lord, Eli was watching her mouth. Hannah spoke in her heart, only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. So it is possible, beloved, that when you are in deep anguish of soul also, without shouting aloud, you can just express and vocalize your deep feelings unto
0: the great God. Now if you look at verse 15, asked, testified, I have poured out my soul before the Lord. It was not just prayer, pouring out oneself before God. Look at verse 16. Abundance of my grief, I poured out my heart before God. Here
1: was a woman who didn't even shout aloud, but just moved her lips and expressed her desire unto God. But by the grace of God, she was able to bring forth into the world a very mighty prophet who was known for praying. Even after his retirement, Samuel said, I will continue to pray for you. Now beloved, here is where we need to understand the depth and the meaning and genuineness of prayer. Emotions can be there, but emotionalism will rob our prayer of its depth and sweetness. One truth we should always understand when we come to God in prayer, God is not far away. Now, you know, sometimes I watched people answering a telephone call if the call comes from America. The way they shout and raise their voice, it will be as if they want to shout in such a way that from Calcutta they want to be heard in California.
0: Now, there is a truth we need to understand. Book of Deuteronomy, 4th chapter, 7th words, so beautifully Moses has brought out this truth. What great nation is
1: there that has got so near to it as the Lord our God is to us for whatever reason we may call upon him? Oh, beloved, this is the truth. These are the forgotten truths I want all of you to restore in your heart and in your habit of prayer. Especially for collective praying in the churches and fellowships, there are certain guidelines and principles laid down for us by Apostle Paul when he was writing his first epistle to the Corinthian church, to the 14th chapter. There are certain truths which are timeless and they are always to be applied
0: and they must be followed in our church gathering. Look at the 32nd verse. The spirits of the prophets are subject to the prophet. They are under the control of the prophets.
1: No one should say, what can I do? The spirit came upon me. I could not control myself. That is nonsense. That is not what the Bible says. Because the Bible
0: says, the spirits of the prophets are subject under the control of the prophet. And look at verse 33. God is not the author of confusion. As in all the
1: churches of the saints, Pentecostal churches, non-Pentecostal churches, CSA churches, Anglican churches, Madrid churches, Lutheran, all churches of the saints, that is the principle.
0: Now look at verse 40 as he concludes that chapter. Let all things be done. That means you have freedom to do everything. But let all things be done decently and in order. I'll give a simple example. 10 people, 20 people, 15 people gather together for a collective prayer.
1: And it is a time of intercession. And one person starts praying for a particular
0: point. Now all others can, in a soft voice, follow that person. But what happens?
1: All the other 14 people start raising their voice. This poor fellow, he has to shout
0: still louder. Is a competition for how much of voice you can raise? When one person is praying very softly
1: and tenderly with a little bit of whisper, just give a supporting role to that person's prayer. That is decency and orderliness.
0: So beloved, don't be artificial at all in your prayer. Another thing I want to tell you here. Do not copy any preacher in prayer. God has blessed us with a daughter. Then I know how she talks to me.
1: Suddenly one evening she comes and she starts talking to me like my neighbor's daughter. How will I feel? My daughter should not copy another person's
0: daughter. She has her own naturalness. Her own originality. That's what I as a daddy will like in her. You know, sometimes, you know,
1: we try to give a stress and raise our voice or lower our voice or repeat words exactly like some preachers. Don't copy a preacher, but follow the spirit of prayer of that preacher if he's a praying man or she's
0: a praying woman. God loves variety among his children. Millions and millions and millions of people all over
1: the world. You know, there are no two individuals who are exactly alike in the whole world. Even two complexions are not the same. See the the difference of these two browns.
0: It's the beauty of variety. It's the creative beauty of God. Why do you want to become a zarax copy of somebody? Be natural. Lose your
1: originality. In course of time, you also will rob yourself of your creativity. I want to tell you something. Naturalness in prayer is real supernaturalness.
0: That's the truth that I want you to learn today from this telecast. Naturalness is genuineness.
1: As you are, as you feel, just be there. That's what God loves.
0: So if we maintain reverence in prayer, there will be no place for artificiality. That's why
1: I always stress on people not to forsake and forget that old-time habit of kneeling in prayer. Far and wide in the Church of Jesus Christ that particular posture of kneeling in prayer is becoming slowly extinct. Have you noticed it? But I want to tell you, beloved, under all circumstances, kneeling is transcultural. You should not think kneeling is a particular cultural posture. No, I think kneeling is not Eastern culture or Western culture. It is biblical culture. It is a biblical culture. You know, even when the decree was signed by the king that you should not call on somebody else other than the king, the Bible says, as was his custom, Daniel knelt down three times a day and prayed.
0: Come to Apostle Paul in the New Testament. How many times he says, I bend my knees
1: before God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. When I say like this, you should not think that that you should not shout at all in prayer.
0: You need to understand the biblical truth. There is a time to shout, and there is also a time to be silent. The Bible
1: says, shout praises unto God. The same Bible, in the same text, it says, be still before God and know that He is Lord. So when you put all these truths together, the truth that emerges is, don't be artificial or unseemly in prayer. Can we pray? Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for this beautiful truth that we were able to bring out from your Holy Word. Thank, thank you, you for all the corrections we receive from your Word, O God. Help us, O God, to maintain naturalness and our originality when we, as your children, come to
0: you, our Father. Ah, oh, Father, we bless you. Give you all glory and honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.